Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, we all have something from our past that we're not proud of. And um, if we leave those alone, if we don't deal with those things, uh, they can really uh, impact our marriages. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage department here at Focus on the Family. And I wonder, I mean, you both work with couples. How often do you meet a couple? They're struggling, and it really is because there's something in the past they just haven't been able to resolve. I would say every single day I meet someone. Wow. Um, but, of course, I'm a marriage counselor, so people coming to me, Um, usually have something that's not working, both individually and relationally. And I can even say today, I worked with a couple who she has finally gotten to that place of letting her wall down and trusting because of her past where it wasn't safe. They are now building a marriage that feels like the safest place on earth. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing to see people heal as they really take a look at what's in my past, what's keeping me guarded or keeping me attacking or keeping me withdrawing, whatever it is. What is it that's at that deeper level? I appreciate that. And uh, we're going to hear from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich now. They shared with Jim Daly and me about some of the things they've learned in their own marriage. Uh, let's quickly describe the love styles you've identified. Uh, we've waited a while to get into these, but I think this will give people context and hopefully uh, they will see themselves in one of these categories. Um, And these styles are learned in your family of origin. Uh, These are child development issues and can lead to addictive behaviors. And that's what you described so well. Uh, Let's go through them for the sake of those listening who may not be familiar with the love styles. Well, the secure attachment is Jesus. You know, we're all supposed to be growing up to look more like Jesus Christ, uh, as Paul said, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature of Christ. So he was able to be honest, vulnerable, transparent, take his real inner self into relationship horizontally and vertically. That's our growth goal. It's that's a, number it's, one. That, that's, that's where we want to go. That's the secure attachment. Now, Kay was an avoider. As an avoider, she was distant. She was not connecting. She was would isolate when she was stressed. She wouldn't communicate when she was stressed. She didn't have really the words to describe, nor did she ever think to bring those feelings into relationship. So her stress response was to flee, was to get away from whatever was stressing her. Right. So would you add to that, Kay? Well, that's what I learned to do as a kid. Yeah. Right. It's pretty much figure it out on your own and pull yourself up by the bootstraps and we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Keep it all bottled up, basically. I didn't even really realize I was bottling it up. But when I really understood that avoider imprint, it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to go to people. In fact, you had a story about a a boy in Little League with his dad. Describe that, because I think that's a great illustration of the avoider. Oh, well, I was walking up the stairs toward the baseball park, and this dad was following his son coming down the stairs, and uh, the son was crying. And the father was ahead of him by quite a few paces, yelling back over his shoulder, stop crying, we're going to go to the batting cages, and you're not going to strike out next time. So it was just this no empathy for what the child felt like striking out in front of, you know, several, you know, 100 people. I could so relate with that Mm -hmm. pressure. It was, I'll fix it, we're going to fix it, and we're going to stop this. Now, there's nothing wrong with the solution, though, right? I mean, first of all, we, we say this. Empathize today 
and connect today emotionally and mm. fix it tomorrow. Right. So if a person is crying, yes. you come along, you give them a hug, and you say, tell me what you're feeling. You don't try and fix it right then because they're not ready to fix anything. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow we might talk about the batting cages. Yeah. Mylon, moving from the avoider, which was K, into the pleaser, which was you, help us understand how stress, particularly how stress impacts a marriage with uh, the pleaser attitude. Well, now I smile when I want to. Mm-hmm. I smile by choice. Mm-hmm. I used to smile because if I would smile and you would smile, then I would be okay with, I'd feel comfortable around you if you were smiling. So they're giving you cueing. They're giving me cues that I would actually precipitate with a smile to see if they would smile back so I'd be okay. But what was it like with me, Kay, as the anxious person? What did I do when I was stressed? Well, pleasers often chase you around when they're stressed to make sure you're okay because if you're okay, they're okay. So they're always pursuing with nice, kind gestures uh, to keep anger from happening, to keep everything harmonious. Um, But they lack the ability to really dive into hard subjects. And many pleasers don't even know they're anxious. Uh, They are so used to that chronic feeling of worry and anxiety that they don't even describe themselves as anxious until we really help them define that word. and, And then they come back and say, oh, I'm anxious every day all the time. Right. So, so the avoider would flee. I would freeze. So okay. Flight, Especially if there was conflict. Freeze. If there's yeah. conflict, I would freeze. And then I, because I was fear-based, I would start trying to do something to appease. Clean the house. So I started cleaning the <laughs> yeah. house. I would stay in from playing to just monitor the situation kid, yeah. in the yeah. house as a kid. And, these, and what's so powerful, these are things that you learn. Absolutely. And then you bring that, what we so often call baggage, right? Right. When people get married, they bring their baggage into the relationship. This is the baggage stuff we're talking yes, about. Yes, it is. This is the behavior that really uh, makes the other scratch their head a little. Say, right. where did you learn that? Why are you behaving like that? So I'll just have to say that what Mylan and Kay talk about has been so profound for us as a couple. We haven't quite figured it all out, but we're starting to get a handle on it after several years of reading and thinking and talking and watching videos and watching the broadcast video with Mylan and Kay. Um, You two have probably struggled at some level with one of those love styles that they identified. What What do you think? Well, I remember us on a road trip to pick up our puppy, <laughs> our dog Olive, where Aaron, that's a great dog name by yeah, the way, Olive. <laughs> where Aaron goes, hey, let, let's let's take this love style test, and and we did, and it was very insightful. I mean, John, like you're saying, it 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 really caused me to have my eyes open in a different way around our marriage. I'm like Kay, so I'm an avoider, and I think for me. Um, like there's one part of an avoider that everything is fine. Like when something bad happens, you know, I try to quickly get over it. Aaron will say, what's going on? I'm fine. And, and, and it's me being an avoider. I also like to isolate as an avoider and whereas Aaron loves to connect. And so I think there's been some things that, that I've learned just about myself really understanding those those love styles but that was that was a very insightful 
road trip to yeah, pick I'm up sure our dog. Yeah, we were laughing out loud because we so connected with yeah. so much of what it said, <laughs> going, oh my word, that's totally me. That was what I grew up in and on and on. And I'm much more of a vacillator. So you are an avoider. I'm a vacillator. So I will approach and then I'll distance and I approach and then I distance. And even like the conversation we had in a previous episode about buying new furniture, mm-hmm. I've learned so much that I can choose to, to exit out and to disconnect but instead I've, I've learned how to soothe and how to get my heart back open so I can reconnect because ultimately that's what I want I want to be connected and ultimately that's what you want is just harder right Greg? Yeah, I mean, 100% yeah. yeah it's just that that's the key it's just my natural tendency is to avoid things and and that's why I, I, I so appreciate that Aaron you know is probably the one that's going to bring up issues and I'm grateful for that. I don't necessarily like it in the moment because I'd rather be yeah, like, I'm can't, can't we just go for a walk? Or, that. <laughs> but but it, it causes us to work through stuff. So, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for that. Yeah, and I know you're familiar with what uh, the Yurkoviches talk about in that whole concept of attachment. This is not an excuse. This is not a label to hide behind. You you can't say, well, Aaron, I'm sorry, but I'm an avoider, and so yeah, I'm just going to go what away. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, no. what's the better way to, to use the, the, the knowledge of these tools? Well, why I think that everyone listening should literally get this book. I mean, we, we've loved it and we've learned a ton. It's the insight. It's that awareness. It's just being cognizant of, okay, this is probably my tendency. In this moment, I'm going to want to avoid. I can fight through that. Um, and just the more we learn, you know, it's a pet peeve of mine when I hear people talking in reference to marriage that the goal is to be happy. Like, I just want you to be happy. And I hate that because that's a horrible goal. A better goal is I want you to be growing. So let's grow together. Let's, well, I can, let's I can work learn. With that. Yeah, you know? I can and make you grow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not Aaron making me grow, but let's grow together. In in as we do that, that that does bring a closeness in our marriage, and this is a resource that's going to help you grow together. Well, we want you to have the book, and we're going to throw in a CD as well. It's the uh, Growing Your Marriage in Times of Stress bundle that we have for you here at Focus on the Family, and we're making that available for a gift of any amount to Focus on the Family if you can donate today and. If you've really kind of recoiled a little bit at some of this stuff, if it's just brought up some really painful parts of your own relationship, then please give us a call. Uh, we have caring Christian counselors here. It's a free consultation. We'll arrange a time. They'll call you back. They'll talk through things. And they have helped so many people. And I'm just going to throw in a personal endorsement that I know a number of these counselors and you will appreciate what they can offer to you. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or all the information about the bundle, donating, and our counseling services is available online at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Next time, Dr. Kevin Lehman is going to be here discussing how your birth order can affect your marriage. It'll be a great conversation. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 